Fox News host Chris Wallace is saying goodbye to the network and heading over to CNN. Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell was blasted by former President Trump. Plus, Joe Biden blames his dismal poll numbers on COVID and misinformation. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Fox News and Chris Wallace, because on Sunday, after 18 years as host of Fox News Sunday, Wallace announced that he's calling it quits. He said he's ready for a new adventure, something outside of politics. Here's Wallace. Finally, a personal note. After 18 years, this is my final Fox News Sunday. It is the last time, and I say this with real sadness, we will meet like this. 18 years ago, the bosses here at Fox promised me they would never interfere with a guest I booked or a question I asked, and they kept that promise. I have been free to report to the best of my ability, to cover the stories I think are important, to hold our country's leaders to account. Hmm. Holding our nation's leaders to account. I think he meant some leaders. Some others just get a pass. Just think back to Wallace's hosting of the Trump-Biden presidential debate. That was a clear case of Trump versus Biden and Wallace. The I, individual no, I, mandate was the most unpopular aspect of Obamacare. I got rid of it. I'd like and you we to, will protect Mr. people President, with I'm the moderator of this debate, and I would like you to let me ask my question, and then you can answer Go your ahead. question. You, in the course of these four years, have never come up with a comprehensive plan to replace Obamacare and... Just this last Thursday, you signed a largely symbolic executive order to protect people with pre-existing conditions five days before this debate. So my question, sir, is what is the Trump health care plan? Well, first of all, I guess I'm debating you, not him, but that's okay. I'm not surprised. The worst part of that clip was not just Wallace's attitude, but the fact that he, the moderator of a presidential debate, called Trump's prescription drug order largely symbolic. That is not what a moderator should be saying. If Biden wants to make that claim, fine, go for it. But it's completely wrong for a moderator to express an opinion on a political or policy matter. Millions of people are watching, and Wallace clearly helped Biden with that remark. And then, after the debate, when all kinds of criticism was coming down, Wallace complained that he didn't get the respect that he thought he deserved, and he blamed Trump for the poor reviews. The president interrupted either Biden's answers or my questions a total of 145 times, which is way more than one a minute. And, and he bears the primary responsibility well, for what happened. Following the debate, Wallace also lamented to other Fox News hosts that he worked so hard on the debate and Trump just ruined it. Poor Chris Wallace. But now Wallace is calling it quits, at least at Fox. He says, He's ready for a new adventure. But after 18 years, I have decided to leave Fox. I want to try something new to go beyond politics to all the things I'm interested in. I'm ready for a new adventure, and I hope you'll check it out. So what is this new adventure? Chris Wallace is leaving Fox News and will be joining CNN. Well, actually, Wallace will be joining CNN Plus, the network's new streaming service that will debut in the first quarter of 2022. 
In a statement released by CNN, Wallace said he was thrilled to join CNN+. I look forward to the new freedom and flexibility streaming affords in interviewing major figures across the news landscape. As I embark on this adventure, I am honored and delighted to join Jeff Zucker and his great team. I can't wait to get started. So that's Chris Wallace heading from the number one rated cable news network to the streaming service of the last place network. How do you think he'll do over at CNN plus? Let me know in the comments. All right. Next, former President Trump goes off on Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell because not only does he continue to disappoint conservatives, but now he has brought on the wrath once again of Trump. This has been an ongoing battle between the two, with Trump often criticizing McConnell for caving to the Democrats and being the ultimate rhino or Republican in name only. Now, the feud is heating up again. And here's the story. Former President Donald Trump on Sunday called for an end to Republican Mitch McConnell's term as Senate Minority Leader because the old crow is giving the Democrats victory on everything. In a statement made through his Save America PAC, Trump accused McConnell of hurting the Republican senators and the Republican Party, saying that he didn't have the guts to play the debt ceiling card, which would have given the Republicans a complete victory on virtually everything. The Dems were ready to fold. In my opinion, Trump is definitely right. The Democrats were not going to fold, but everything was going in the Republicans' direction. It still is. But through McConnell, we gave the Democrats needless victories. They were struggling, and McConnell helped them out. He led some Republicans to support the infrastructure bill, and he caved on raising the debt limit. The ball is completely in the Democrats' court on these issues, and the American people have soured on the Democrats. Failures on infrastructure and debt would have just been two more Democrat failures, but McConnell rushed in and saved the day. Here's more. Last week, McConnell negotiated a deal with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, to allow the Democrats to hike the debt ceiling with just a majority of votes rather than the 60 in order to overcome a filibuster, thereby allowing Republicans to say that none of them voted for a debt ceiling increase. Trump then warned that the Democrats would never reciprocate and that they will use the debt ceiling against us at their first opportunity and they won't fold. Get rid of Mitch, the statement ended. Unfortunately, Mitch McConnell just won re-election in 2020, so he's around until at least 2026. However, that doesn't mean he needs to stay in his leadership role. In February, McConnell will be 80 years old, and I think it's time for the GOP to look for someone new in that position. We need someone who will stand up to the Democrats and also someone who has a good sense of the sentiments of the American people. While Americans are turning away from Democrats, now is not the time to give Democrats any free gifts. And that is exactly what McConnell has been doing. All right, next we have Joe Biden who made an appearance on The Tonight Show to do a nice, safe softball interview with a fawning Jimmy Fallon. During the interview, Biden was asked about his dismal poll numbers and approval ratings. Here's the story. President Joe Biden continues to get poor ratings from the American people on his presidency 
prompting the president to blame misinformation and coronavirus anxiety. A CNBC poll released Friday showed Biden with only a 41% approval rating, with Americans giving him only a 46% approval rating on handling the coronavirus and only 37% approving of his handling of the economy. Biden laughed off his poor approval numbers during a virtual appearance with Tonight Show host Jimmy Fallon, joking that he did not even look at them anymore. Yes, Biden laughed off the low polls and Fallon laughed right along with him, telling Biden, you just need to keep doing the right thing, which reinforces to that audience that Biden is actually right, despite what actual Americans are really thinking. Here's more. Biden ultimately blamed the ongoing coronavirus pandemic for making people upset with his job performance. Look, people are afraid, people are worried, and people are getting so much inaccurate information, he said, talking about the economy. They're being told that Armageddon is on the way. Biden also spoke about the Americans experiencing fear about their family members contracting coronavirus. They don't know what to do about it. There's a lot of anxiety, he said. COVID and misinformation. Yep, that explains it all. The canceling of the Keystone Pipeline? Was that COVID or misinformation? The botched withdrawal from Afghanistan that brought worldwide criticism? Was that COVID or misinformation? The crisis at the southern border? Was that COVID or misinformation? Well, that one actually contributes to COVID because Biden certainly doesn't care if people cross illegally and spread COVID. They aren't under the same mandate that he's pushing for Americans. Is it any wonder that Biden's poll numbers are terrible and that he needs to go on The Tonight Show to make things better? Give me a break. All right, next, the woke radical left has to be frustrated right now with Hispanics. And as someone who's half Hispanic, I think the frustration is great. Hispanic voters are turning away from the Democrats and the woke radical left. And why? because Hispanics in general are conservative. And we finally are seeing a generation that's saying, hey, we're not gonna vote for Democrats just because our parents did. The Democrats seem to think that all I have to do is say immigration reform or amnesty and they'll get the Hispanic vote. Towns and cities along the border are being overrun, regardless of race. No one wants lawlessness. No one wants open borders. No one wants to see breaks given to people who break the law or game the system. Last week, I went over recent polling that shows how Democrats are losing this key constituency. Here's a recap. While only 26% of Hispanics said they were Republican versus 50% who said they were Democrats, those saying they would support Trump or Republicans was higher. In addition, 52% of Hispanics said they were disappointed in Biden. As negative views of Biden and the Democrats harden, they are likely to translate into vote gain in the near term and party identification gain later, according to the authors of the survey. 48% of Hispanics say Biden is a weak leader. 43% say he is not physically or mentally up to the job of being president. And 40% say he is a puppet of the extreme left. All three of these perceptions show negatives on Biden well above the 38% of the support that Trump gets. These are just great results, but here's something else that Hispanics are rejecting. They don't like Biden, they don't like the Democrats. And when it comes to the woke radical left, they don't like the term Latinx either. Here's the story. 
Woke speech code suffered a major setback when some Hispanic lawmakers in the country's oldest Hispanic rights group put the kibosh on the use of the transgender-friendly term Latinx. The rejection of the Latinx label even extended to prominent Democrat lawmakers. I'm Latina, you know. Latinx, that's bull bleep, said Representative Nadia M. Velasquez, a New York Democrat and the first Puerto Rican woman elected to the House. The League of United Latin American Citizens, or LULAC, the oldest Hispanic civil rights group in the U.S., also kicked Latinx to the curb. I just love this. The woke left thinks that they can come up with all these terms or abbreviations or letters, and everyone will just hop on board. I have to admit, when I first heard the term Latinx, I had no idea what it meant. No one says it. No one uses it. But you know, there are these folks on the left who are just saying, please, please use our new woke term. It's not happening. Here's more. Domingo Garcia, LULAC's president, told his communications team and board of directors last week to stop using the term in official communications. Mr. Garcia later described his ban as a death knell for Latinx. We probably put a stake in the heart of that Latinx movement. I think we're killing it, he told the Washington Times. I don't have anything against people who want to use it and want to define themselves by it. LULAC just decided that we need to move on with terms that are more inclusive and more in use by everyday Jose's and Maria's. A Ben Dixon and Amandi International poll of 800 Hispanic voters last month found that only 2% acknowledged the word and 40% were offended by it. What's more, 30% said they would be less likely to support a politician or organization that uses the term Latinx. 30% of those surveyed said the use of the term would make them less likely to support a politician. Yet, the left keeps using it all the time. It's all about their gender-neutral, woke vocabulary that the radical left uses, but in the case of Latinx, actual Hispanics don't. Arizona Democrat Ruben Gallego summed it up perfectly when he tweeted this. To be clear, my office is not allowed to use Latinx in official communications. When Latino politicos use the term, it is largely to appease white rich progressives who think that is the term we use. It is a vicious circle of confirmation bias. So the woke left keep pushing the term, let them keep using it. In the meantime, more and more voters will get turned off and tune out from the Democrat message. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Wednesday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.